I want to talk to you briefly about something I'm really passionate about, which is awakening your intuition. And that's why I created a seven day online course that reconnects you back to your highest self. And all of the information in it is channeled directly from spirit. The best thing about it is you can do the course on your own time and your own schedule. It's seven days of in-depth intuition lessons. You find out what kind of psychic you are. You break through subconscious obstacles and clear away what doesn't serve you. There's a really powerful third eye activation that will wake up your channeling. And this course is truly for anyone who is ready to up-level, enlighten, and commit to their life. When your intuition is strong, you make amazing everyday decisions that really help you get aligned back to your purpose, back to your soul. If you want to hear more about it, head over to my website, spiritsis.com slash courses. You can read student testimonials and also take a really fun how intuitive are you quiz. It's time to see the magic in your own life. There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Psychic Scoop. I am your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I am a psychic astrologer and intuition teacher, and I'm just going to get right into the good good today because I have two very special guests. They happen to be my best friends, but they also have changed my life in so many ways, and I know they've changed so many other people's lives. They are human design experts, Shayna and Dana of De Luna. Welcome, babes. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> you are the freaking best. Thank you for being here today. We are so happy to be here, like honored and just so excited. I mean, obviously, we've had you on our podcast several times, and we love every juicy conversation that we get to record because there's so many conversations that we have that we're like, oh my gosh, I wish this was recorded. So I'm just glad that we're here. I haven't talked about human design at all. So you guys are popping the cherry. (laughs) Honored (laughs) that you're popping the cherry. Um, so I wanted to just ask in general, like if I was, because ex- human design can get a little complicated for people that don't understand it. I've discovered that, like trying to explain it to my 65 year old mom in Michigan, like several times. <laughs> <laughs> so would you mind like giving the like down low about what is human design? Yeah. So human design is the science of differentiation. So it's basically this chart that tells you how your unique energy body works. And um, it's a synthesis of different ancient modalities. So it's synthesizing Western astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the chakra system. And all of these different kind of systems come together to show you this one chart that is the map of how your energy works, your unique gifts, the way that you're meant to use your energy and navigate life in alignment. That sounds a lot better than how I describe it. (laughs) Because I think when I discovered it, it was just so overwhelming at first. And you can just study it for years and years. But I resonated with human design like a lot more in alignment than some even of my astrology placements. Did you both kind of find that when you discovered human design? Absolutely. Like when we discovered human design, it just 
it resonated like nothing else we'd ever met before. And it is really hard to explain it because it's so complex and so multifaceted that, you know, we tell people when they ask us, like, what do you do for a living? We're like, well, and we have to, like, take a deep breath to even be able to explain human design because it's so complex. But, um, yeah, I had the experience growing up with my astrology really just knowing my sun sign only. And I'm a Leo in my sun sign. And I just was like, fuck that. I'm not a Leo. Like that doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. Like, and of course, the more I learned about my full spectrum of my astrology chart, the more it did resonate with me. But human design, it was like this instant soul recognition. Like instantly I recognized myself in a way that felt like nothing else I had ever met before. Yeah. And human design is so specific in telling you, you know, what your energetic gifts are, what your life purpose is, how you're meant to use your energy every day. So that way you're not burned out or exhausted. It really gives you practical tools to use in day to day life to really magnetize your aura and call in the things that you're here to do in alignment and in a way that's easy and more effortless. So, um, you know, astrology, for me before finding human design felt like, um, just knowing my sun sign like Dana, but it just felt like, okay, cool. Like, great. Like good to know, but it wasn't like, okay, but how does this help me in day-to-day life? Um, other than being at a bar and someone asks you your sign and now you have something to talk about, like, you know, like it, it, how does it actually help me? Um, and so finding human design was a huge, massive, um, liberation actually and it's there's something so freeing in having somebody or something reflect back to you who you are and what you're good at and actually give you concrete uh, wording language to what those aspects of yourself that you've always felt but you didn't really know were consistent for you or reliable or actually true and and special and that not everybody has them but it's it's unique to you so human design is is freaking incredible but like Dana said it's pretty complex yeah you nailed it with like the energetics and how you can use it in everyday life versus astrology even though it uses astrology as like a massive tool to come up with your design I'm going backwards, but I wanted to ask both of you what your top three in your astrology are. And then I want to ask you what your human design is. Yeah. So my sun sign is Leo. My rising is Aquarius and my moon sign is Leo. And Shayna's sun sign is Scorpio. Her moon is in Cancer (laughs) and her rising is in Gemini. Um, And I am the keeper of her astrology chart. So that's why I I said it for her. Um, And then when it comes to human design... Um, we're both actually two, four projectors. So it's pretty significant when we both found out that, you know, cause we've been best friends for over 10 years. And when I found out that I was a projector, it was this huge light bulb moment like this, this even more than just like a, a mental concept. It was this soul recognition when I heard that. And the first thing I thought was, I bet Shayna is too. And when I did her chart and I saw that she was, I was like, wow. And I called her instantly. And I, I think she could hear it in my voice. Like, Shayna, we're projectors. Like, call <laughs> me back. And, and, and from that moment, for, that moment forward, like, our whole life went on this whole other trajectory because it was this validation of you're different than everyone else. And, of course, that's how everyone's chart tells them. Like, you are different than everyone else. That's the point of it is that every human is unique. But finding out that we were projectors definitely was a big game changer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, 
I remember Shayna and I were always like geeking out on spiritual stuff. And then she had liked a, a human design something on Instagram. And I was like, hold up. Because Shayna and I have been friends for forever. And I was like, you know human design? She's like, girl, I'm actually like doing a human design business. Like get on my <laughs> level. I was like, oh my God. And then I remember we had this like two hour long talk, like talking about both of our journeys with human design. And I was like a closeted human design freak. Like I loved human design for so long, knowing my astrology chart for like 15 years. And then human design opened up this like whole new world. And finding out I was a manifesting generator, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense that I'm an actual crackhead sometimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I felt all of this energy all the time. No one could really keep up with it. And I would always feel almost like insecure about my energy levels and doing a hundred things at once. So finding out you both are projectors is really, I guess, like gives me a lot of comfort because you offer so many like beautiful insights and perspective and even with your business have taught me so much that I didn't even know about my own chart. So anyway, beautiful that it all kind of aligned in the divine timing that it did, which I think people find human design like when you're supposed to. Absolutely. Totally. And it's interesting that you say that about your energy levels being a man gen and like almost feeling insecure about how much energy you had. We felt the exact opposite as projectors. We felt insecure about how much energy we didn't have. And I felt this Mm. constant, like, I need to hide the fact that I'm exhausted and tired. And I need to just, like, force myself to want to go do the things that everyone else is doing. I have to force myself to, like, tell myself over and over again in my head, like, you're not tired. You're fine. Just keep going. Keep going. Don't seem lazy. Don't let people, like know that you really don't want to be here. You'd rather be napping. And like, I had so much shame around that. And I know that it's like, now looking back on that, it's like, why? Why did, that's not even the part of my existence now because I spent so much time knowing like there's nothing wrong with me. Um, This is how my energy is designed. And then same thing for being a manager. There's nothing wrong with you. This is how your energy is designed. So that's what we mean by like the ultimate liberation. It's like, it's okay to be who you are. And having this mirror, this reflection that's so detailed, it really gives you that feeling of like security and safety and training your mind to just trust who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love is that, you know, it's such a cliche that we've heard forever, like be yourself and it's okay to be who you are. Follow your dreams. Anything's possible. And it's like, okay, yeah, bitch, but how? And like, who am I? And like, if it's okay to be me, like, who who the fuck is that person? And that with human design, it's like, you felt all these things, but here's the wording. And, um, and so hearing, I, I mean, hearing that I was a non-energy being as a projector was just like, I, I feel like I could cry almost thinking about it because we're all so conditioned to work hard nine to five, um, to, you know, if you're not keeping up, if you're not consistent, if you're not hustling, like you're not good enough, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to make your dreams happen. Um, if we're so conditioned that hard work leads to success and that kind of rat race is not in alignment for projectors or for manifestors or reflectors or honestly anyone with an undefined ego center. So that gets a lot deeper into stuff that we haven't even mentioned yet on this episode. But it's just, you know, so many people when you, if you do look up your human design, I guarantee you it's going to be this liberating feeling of, oh shit, okay. I can release this pressure to have to be like everyone else around me. 
Mm-hmm. Human design can help us in so many ways liberate our life if we can truly decondition ourselves and work hard on it. It's not easy, but having human design as a tool is like such a beautiful gift. And I wanted to ask you again backwards because manifesting generators don't do anything in order. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about if you wouldn't mind like giving us the down low of all of the energy types. Well, so the first thing I just want to say is, um, if you don't know your human design, you can go to our website, which is daylunalife.com. You can also go to jovianarchive.com, which is one of our favorites, or mybodygraph.com, and you can look up your chart for free. And what you need is your birth date and your birth time. So the time is really important. Um, You can look on your birth certificate, call your hospital, ask your mom, um, but your birth time and your birth location. So city and state um, and obviously country. So all of those details really fine tune your human design chart. And basically what it's pulling from is the energy in the cosmos that's happening the moment that you're born and 88 days before you're born when your soul is your consciousness um, forms in the womb. So it's these two points that come together and it's using, like Dana said, the I Ching, astrology, the Hindu chakra system and the Kabbalah tree of life. Um, And also, you know, it gets really crazy into genetics and your DNA and everything as well. So it's it's freaking intense, but um, in the best way, in the, best, in the way. best way. Yeah. But right off the top, after you generate your chart, you're going to see on there, it's going to say your type, your strategy and authority and a bunch of other shit too. That's really complicated. But there's there's only five energy types and these are like the main categories. So Dana, do you want to kind of break down what those five energy types are? Yeah, so these energy types are describing how your energetic body functions, how your aura functions. Um, And the first type is manifestors, which are more rare, less than 7% of the population are manifestors. And these are people who are really designed to innovate and to create new things and to initiate the rest of us into new growth and new cycles and change. Um, And for manifestors, they are kind of having this inconsistent energy. So they have these spurts of energy and then a spurts of like really needing to to rest and that inconsistent flow there. Um, And their strategy is to inform. So it's really important for them to say how they're feeling and what they're thinking because they have an aura that actually blocks other people from being able to sense what it is that they're feeling or thinking. So that's kind of the way that they use their aura to move through the world is by informing people. Um, And then there's manifesting generators, which is what Steffi is. And this is a more common, um, it's actually a hybrid of manifester and another type, which is generator. So manifesting generators are the people who have the most energy. They're designed to be multifaceted. They're designed to have lots of different passions and interests. They are not designed to be linear and do one thing forever. That'd be totally boring for them. Um, They like a challenge. They like to have fun and play. And they have this um, energetic life purpose to inspire people and include people in their fun and play and growth and to kind of show people a new way of being able to move through this world in a less like linear, heavy way. And for manifesting generators, their strategy, the way that they use their aura to find the things that they're here to do is by responding. So basically what that means is when they come across something in their field that excites them in their body and their body feels energized by that thing, 
that's their body telling them this is something that you're designed to engage with. This is something that you're designed to do in your life. Um, and then the next type is generators. So they kind of function similarly as that man gen. Um, but pure generators, they're really here to use that creative energy doing what they love too, but it's, they're a little bit more linear. They're going to have a little bit slower of a focus when they find something that they want to engage with, that they want to respond to and use their energy to do. Um, they tend to kind of want to complete that thing to, and see it through to completion. Whereas man gens, they get bored quickly. They master things quickly. So they're just kind of bouncing around more, but generators, once again, they're really here to use that energy, doing things that are satisfying. And the way that they find those things is by just being present and when they come across something that their body responds to with energy energy and enthusiasm that's how they know that that thing is right for them Um, and then there's projectors which is what Shana and I are and it's less than 20% of the population are projectors and projectors are here to be guides they do not have energy the same way a man gen or generator would or even a manifester would so projectors are really designed to see and their aura sees into other people sees into systems so they're really able to make efficiency gains and see things in a new way and give that sound advice but their strategy of giving that advice is called waiting for the invitation. Basically what that means is you have to have someone energetically want your advice before they're energetically willing to accept it. So as a projector, um, you know, it's really not as limiting as it sounds waiting for the invitation. You're still really able to self-start. As a projector, yourself, your signature theme is success. So you're designed to make a lot of money and help a lot of people and not overwork yourself, not overexhaust yourself. And when, as a projector, when you really focus on your gifts and the things that you see, the, the honing your skills, that's when people start to really invite you to share those skills, to share those things that you see with the world. Um, And then the last energy type here is reflectors, which is only 1% of the population, super rare and special to be a reflector. And reflectors are people that all of their chakra centers are open and empathetic and taking in the world around them and other people's energies. So they kind of act as this chameleon. Every new person they're around, every new environment they're around, they take in the energy of that environment and become it. And their body really is this meter that has this wisdom and discernment in this very embodied way to say, is this person I'm with in alignment and healthy or something off with them? Is this place that I'm in healthy and aligned or something off? Is the collective that I'm taking in healthy and aligned or something off? So they really have this potential to be extremely wise and their sensitivity, their openness is that thing that really allows them to take in the world and then discern what's working and what's not working. And for reflectors, their strategy is to wait a 28-day lunar cycle. And what that means is that every day of the month, they're taking in this lunar energy, the moon's energy, and accessing different gifts within themselves, feeling their energy kind of shapeshift throughout those 28 days. So it's important for them to give themselves that time and space before they make big life decisions so they can feel out all of these different aspects of themselves and allow themselves to change every day and then release that and come back to that clarity of being kind of everything and then allowing themselves to be nothing. And that happens, that full cycle happens throughout that 28 days. So those are the five types. I know there's a lot in there, but manifestors, mangens, generators, projectors, and reflectors are the five energy types. 
Thank you so much for breaking that down in such a beautiful, eloquent, eloquent way, because that is a lot of information, but you do it so digestible, which is why I love both of you, because you make human design just so accessible and really fun to learn. So if you're listening and this is all new to you and something resonated or made you really happy in your energetic body, look up your chart. I'm so stoked for you. And this is going to be like the brand new life that you've been waiting for. And what I also love about both of you girls is you talk a lot on your own podcast and on your Instagram page and through your readings about the high and low expression that even astrology has or human design has. And I would love for you to kind of talk about like the magneticness that can happen when you're in the high vibration or frequency of your design or what it's called, like your signature or your self theme. Yeah, yeah. So um, manifestors, when they are in their highest expression, they are feeling peaceful. And that's their signature theme is peace. And they get there. What that looks like is them being able to share and inform the world around them everything that they're thinking, feeling, wanting to create, the urges that they have, the sparks of creativity that they have, or even informing, you know, I don't feel like informing, or I don't want to talk right now, or I am, you know, feeling exhausted and I need a break. And this is because when they speak as a manifester, they rally energy in the world around them um, to help support whatever it is that they're doing. So manifestors ideally are working four to five hours a day or they're working, you know, two weeks of like crazy creativity and and intensive work and then a month off. Um, That is actually ideal for them. And I do want to say for manifestors, all manifestors, hate informing. Their strategy does not come naturally to them. So Mm -hmm. the highest expression, the most magnetic manifester is leaning into and proving to themselves how informing really does open up the world around them and really help elevate their goals and dreams. All of the types I do want to say right off the bat are designed to be successful. Every single person on this planet is designed to be able to increase their magnetism and attract success and abundance and love and connection um, and play and joy. All of those things are meant for all of us, but um, human design is never going to tell you what to like or what job you should have or what to love, Um, but it is going to tell you any of the things that you want are meant for you and here's how you get them by using these energetic tools. So right off the bat, manifestors, it is that when you are feeling peaceful, it's because you've let the world in through using your voice. That's really in alignment for you. And then for manifesting generators and generators, both of their self-theme is satisfaction. So feeling satisfied with your life. Um, Or even it can be in the small things like I did this today and I loved it and I just feel so satisfied with and so content and just I feel like I used all of my energy doing what I love today and I feel that sense of just kind of settled satisfaction presence. Um, A very in alignment, magnetic, high vibe man gen or generator is using their energy every single day doing the things that they love. So they can have energy to, you know, work on something for 12 hours straight, but that doesn't mean that they're meant to do that. A lot of times generators and man gens hear like, oh, you have the most energy of all the types. So you should be able to, you know, work that nine to five and you should be able to put your head down and slave away. And that is not true. You are here to do what you love. And the only way that you can tell if you love something or not 
is by letting your body lead you to that thing. So checking in with your body. Do I actually have this expansiveness in my body, this energy to pour into this email, this text message, my computer, my work? Or do I feel the tiniest bit of exhaustion or contraction? Can I listen? And if I can't listen, if I have to do this anyways, can I just have awareness like, okay, I'm doing something that my body's not into? That in and of itself is so magnetic. You're going to be attracting things to you that allow you to use this energy in a way that's really fulfilling and really lights you up. So again, they can be CEOs, they can have their own empire, they can do whatever they want. It's just meant to come from a day-to-day place of presence and connecting with things that they love, pouring that energy out. Um, And then for projectors, Um, Their self-theme is success, like Dana said. So a really aligned magnetic projector is being able to focus on what fascinates you every day. Um, So really asking yourself, what's fascinating to me today? And it's kind of like this playing hard to get energy where I'm doing what I love. I'm focused on myself. I'm focused on the things that I want to build and create and that are interesting to me. And I'm just sharing it with the world and I don't care if anybody wants it. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you need it. I love it and I'm just shouting it from the mountaintops. And that actually attracts people to you to say, hey, what do you think I should do here? Hey, can I buy your product? Can I buy your service? Um, Hey, can I connect with your offerings because I need your wisdom? And it it does come from this place of like, because I see that you are so into it, not because you want me to have it. Um, And that's a big reframe for projectors because projectors are so focused on how can I help people? How can I give guidance and advice? I see what's needed here. Let me tell you what to do. And if that is not invited, it's repelling. So the way that you get into that invited space is by just focusing on yourself, what you love. That's super magnetic and juicy. And then for reflectors, a really aligned reflector is literally saying, who am I today? and letting themselves be open and letting themselves feel the things that they come across throughout the day. You know, today I'm feeling emotionally low and today I'm feeling, you know, really energetic and today I'm feeling, you know, super creative and letting themselves feel it, letting themselves run with it. But then at the end of the day, emptying out, coming back to just this neutral baseline, this clear Um, energy and not holding on to things and saying, oh, I felt this once. This is who I am forever. Because that actually keeps you down. That holds you back because you are meant to be fluid and flowing and saying, what is this teaching me today? Who was I around? Are they, are they healthy? Do they need help? Are they in alignment? And you can feel that in your own body. So reflectors, a lot of times people think, oh, they don't have any energy centers open. And they're so rare that they need the most rest. They can't work you know, three hours a day, like a projector's meant to, they need so much rest. And that's not true, actually, because reflectors are so open, they can be in a, you know, really successful business. And they are checking in with how everyone's doing. They are kind of the central point to make sure that everything's operating and flowing really well. And they can have so much energy because they're taking it in from other people and amplifying it. So if I was just to break down like the healthiest work like hard output for each of the types. It would be manifestors, four to five hours, mangens, generators, can be like, you know, 
Um, it can be eight hours, but it, it depends on how much you actually love that thing that you're doing. If you don't actually love it, I would say less than that. Or feeding in things that you do love and doing like five hours on things you don't and three hours on things you do. Um, and then for projectors, projectors are designed to work two to three hours a day. And when anybody hears that, there's an immediate contraction of like, holy shit, I can't do that. That's not realistic if you are a projector. Or if you're not a projector, like, F projectors, like, those lazy bitches, how did they get two to three hours a day? Like, I must be nice. That's all conditioning. And it's meant to be shed out. Like, just let that be true for you. See how it feels. Start reducing your work hours. And then reflectors, it's all about feeling your environment. Who am I today? What is that leading me to? So I know that's a lot of information, but it's just like, honestly, we have a podcast with like 70 episodes on this. So it's like, we could talk about this forever. I know. I appreciate you guys kind of introing it to my listeners because, you know, even just listening to both of you talk about that and go back to the basics really resonates with me in a different way and makes me feel like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's really good to almost go back and listen to you guys talking about it and be like, oh yeah, I should be having more fun. So I think you can always go back to the basics, like you said, listen to all of your freaking podcasts because they're incredible and just get realigned because it's easy to get out of alignment with this society we live in, with social media, with capitalism, you know, like A, B, C, D, F, G, whatever. You guys know the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to almost go through to Z, but you guys get it. Um, So I guess like I wanted to ask, you were talking about all these like beautiful, like high vibe, like all of the types, but like I'm always in that low, low. Um, Not always, but you know, I get there sometimes. So is there like a certain example or time where both of you felt like you succumbed to the low expression or maybe like your not self in your life? Totally. Like, what's a good example of like what happened? Or is there like a situation where you felt like, oh, damn, I'm like totally bitter or like whatever being a projector? Yeah. So, well, first of all, we just talked about the highest expression of all the five types. And um, that is when you are at your highest, most magnetic, in alignment. And all of the five types also have that not self. So this is what we're talking about here, that lower expression. So for manifestors, that not self is anger. For mangens and generators, that not self is frustration. Um, and mangens, depending on how much of that manifesting energy, you can also experience that anger along with the frustration. Um, for projectors, that not-self, lower expression is bitterness. And then for, refle- for reflectors, it's disappointment and just feeling like disappointed in life in general and the way that people are. So it's natural for all of us to experience that not-self. There's nothing wrong with it, right? As a-, a human being, we are designed to be this full spectrum. And that's why we're here in life is to allow allow ourselves to feel the full spectrum that our experiences bring us. We're not here to only ever be happy. We're not here to only ever grow in one direction. We're here to expand and evolve in all of the depths and all of the heights. That's what we're here to do. So the point is to have awareness about it, um, not to avoid your lowest expression or avoid your not self. It's just to notice when you're in your not self. So that being said, Shana and I being projectors, our not self, our lowest expression is bitterness. Um, and a hundred percent, I feel bitterness all the time, every once in a while. And the goal, the goal is to just say, oh, this is bitterness. This is my not self. This means that I am a little bit out of alignment. 
I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to like think I'm a bad person because I'm in this lowest expression. I'm just going to have awareness of it and know this is a signpost for me. It's like this check engine light coming on in my system. Something you're doing is not working for you. So for projectors specifically, um, there's kind of two big things that can really put us in our not self. One is being exhausted and overworking ourselves, overextending ourselves. Um, and the other one is not getting recognition, not feeling like we're appreciated for who we are and what we see. And so those two things happen all the time. Um, sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's someone else who really didn't appreciate me. And honestly, it doesn't matter. Um, because you know, really I can feel most of the time what it is for me is I'm overworking myself and I feel this bitterness. Like everyone else is like, has it easier than me. And everyone else like has their shit together. And like, it just seems easier for everyone else. And then I'm like, Ooh, that's some bitterness right there. Like check in with myself. Am I working too hard? Do I need to take some time off? Do I need to do some me time? Things are going to fill up my cup. And when I make that a priority, instantly I feel myself lifting out of that bitterness and back into who I really am to my true self, which is someone who feels successful, who feels happy with where I am. Um, and then another example of that bitterness comes from like, you know, let's say I have like a close friend and I see her doing something that I just know is not right for her. And I just interject myself and I'm like, girl, don't do that. And then she back, it backlashes and she is repelled by what I said because she wasn't open to me saying that. And then I can feel that bitterness. Like I was right. How come you didn't appreciate what I had to say? And it's, and then I can check in with myself and realize she wasn't open to me giving her that advice. And that's why I repelled her. And the fact that I'm feeling that bitterness really means I need to come back to my practices. I need to come back to my empowerment of using my energy correctly. And that's a really beautiful thing about human design. It's like, when you have these moments of misalignment, of being out of alignment, you know what to do and you are always empowered. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You have this awareness that is able to really shift that inner world that you're in. So what about you, Shana? I mean, bitterness is like a common theme. Like, and even- give me the hot gossip. Yeah. Like, I want to know when <laughs> someone pissed you off and you're bitter. <laughs> well, I mean, I notice it the most. I'm, um, it, it's like subtle hints of bitterness. When I, I see somebody that's doing really well and it, it seemed like it just happened overnight and then I'll feel, you know, suddenly like, gosh, wow, like that that must be nice. And then, I, and then I'll feel like, oh, that's bitterness. I should be happy for them because that's something that I see in them that I want recognition for in myself by other people. That, so let me just recognize it within myself. And and not worry about if other people recognize that in me. Um, and anytime that you can recognize and validate yourself, it's going to pull you out of bitter- bitterness. And there's small things that happen all the time, you know, um, that that you see on Instagram or that somebody asking somebody else for the advice and not me or, you know, being with a group of friends and, and they're asking everybody else how their jobs are going and, and nobody asked me how, how it's been starting a business or how it's been, you know, losing my dad or how I'm feeling emotionally or, you know, and, and it's just the small day-to-day things that I'm like, I, I can feel bitterness want to creep in. It can be really easy to be like, wow, like that was inconsiderate or that was not nice that they didn't even consider asking me how my business is or my dad or anything. And, 
then I have to, I, I catch it really fast. It's like in a glimpse almost where I feel the bitterness and then I feel like, nope, I recognize that in myself. I see my success. I see my worth. I see what I've gone through and I know that I'm strong and like I'm going to focus on myself. And like I said before, that's really the goal as a projector. Um, And then immediately you're out of that bitterness. So it's, and I think in general for anyone manifesting, if you see someone and it initially triggers you, like somebody who just bought a, you know, their dream mansion or somebody who spent, you know, the last three months in the Maldives, like, and you see them and you're thinking like, Jesus, what are they doing with their life? Like, that must be nice. That immediately you're telling the universe that thing is not, that thing is bad. I don't want that thing. When actually deep down, it's because you want that thing. You want to spend three months in the Maldives. Yeah, they could be expanders for you. Yeah, totally. So it's it's no matter what your type is, I think that's always a good place to check in because we're always on social media and Instagram. We're always seeing, you know, so many things like check in internally. What is my body reacting to? And is this my self theme or my not self theme? It's such a difficult dance because every day you said, but I love that you both said, oh, I quickly recognize it. And I think that's the evolution of knowing your design. You're like, oh, it's so profound. For me, it's um, I've noticed too, as being a man gen, and I have a lot of manifestor energy in my chart, I get really angry. And recently I've noticed I've gotten really angry because a boundary is being crossed. And then I realize like, I'm not vocalizing the boundary. So what are they going to read my mind? You know what I mean? So I'm getting really angry because I'm not informing people. Yes. <laughs> but I also got that sick, sick combo of also being frustrated. So I got the, <laughs> I got the two not selves going on. But anyway, it's really um, amazing knowing your design and being like, oh, and it's just like a quick snap of the finger, like, got it. Okay, got it. And that awareness is honestly that new paradigm. It's what we're all leaning in towards. And with astrology and all these modalities, it's so like informational and amazing to realign with with those themes in your life completely. Um, My next question is, I wanted to talk about if you use human design to align yourself with your own business. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Both your faces like yeah. lit up your eyes, but like, yeah. duh. <laughs> I, I often think it's pretty funny because, you know, we discovered human design and we just dove in, like we dove in hard. We committed to experimenting with it. And for anyone listening, you know, you pull up your chart, you find out your energy type and your strategy, also your authority, which is your decision making. That's also very important. And then the goal is to actually experiment with it. So we like to tell people human design is an experiment. We're not saying it's true. We're not saying it's real. We're not saying it's right. We're saying try it out. Tell us if it helps you to find alignment. It helps you to navigate your energy because the second that we started integrating it into our lives, we just experienced this this radical transformation of just really feeling like yourself feeling authentic, feeling like no matter what came at you, no matter what difficult decisions came your way, you knew how to navigate them as your true self. And that's really what your type strategy and authority teaches you how to do. So Shana and I started with that, experimenting with human design. And in that process, it was only a few months after that we were like, maybe we would need to start a business around this. Um, we started getting a lot of invitations from friends who, you know, we were just talking about human design and even trying to keep it to our 
ourselves actually, but people found out what we were doing and they were like, I want a reading. Tell me about my chart. Tell me about my chart. You guys should start a podcast on this. Like, I want to buy one of your boxes because um, we make these ritual kits, these personalized boxes that help you understand your design. Um, it has a, a personalized booklet that tells you all of these things that, about yourself in a really streamlined way. And then it also has these crystals and essential oils and tools that help you integrate your design. So once people found out that we were kind of doing that, we were getting invitations to do it for human design. And we were like, wow, like, is this, is this what we're meant to do with this human design? We're actually meant to teach it and start a business around it. And it just felt so right. And it felt so aligned. And so we did it. And it kind of felt like jumping off the cliff, but we had each other and we knew it was aligned for us. So we had a lot of faith and trust in the universe that we were here to really answer that call that we were feeling and every major step along the way, you know, should we take this, this loan for this amount of money? Should we commit to working with this person? Um, you know, should we go for these things that were scary, that were out of our comfort zone? We used our human design to make those decisions and both of us supported each other because we have different decision-making, um, processes, Shana and I do. And we supported each other. Like, how does your authority feel about this? Okay, this is your answer. How does yours feel? This is your answer. And so all of these big business decisions, we did not go to business school. We did not read a book about business strategy. We used our human design. And when we told our parents that and our friends and family, they're like, you guys are nuts. And we're like, maybe, but we know that this is what we're supposed to be doing. And now, you know, we're two years into owning our business and It's just been such a profoundly beautiful journey to be walking the walk as we are teaching people this modality that we're using to run our business. So it's this very full circle experience for us. And it's really exciting because as we teach people how to use their energy correctly, we just have proven it to ourselves so deeply that this really works and that this is such a beautiful way to live your life. And you, it basically what human design does is it empowers you to become your own authority in life. So there is no business coach who knows better than you how to run your business. There is no person on earth who can tell you how you feel more than you actually being able to feel it for yourself and knowing, having the tools to know how to do that because it is different for everyone to feel your truth. So we have used our, our human design authority of, on all these major decisions. And it's been kind of like, you know, we look at each other and we're like, are we actually like doing this? And it's like, hell yeah, like let's keep going. So it's been a really fun unfolding to create this business around this modality that we're using to run our business. It's this very full circle energy. How freaking full circle. It reminds me of the trust fall when you like hold out your arms, but human design was like, I got totally like you just totally leaned in and trusted. And that's why it's been so successful for you. And people are really drawn to you for what you're doing because you're so authentic in what you do and you really, truly believe and it's proven like, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Um, and then I wanted to ask too, like you talked about your boxes, which have, which are such amazing resourceful tools. You have all kinds of goodies in there, but how do you, um, okay. So I just found out my human design. I'm like kind of confused. I maybe want to book a reading with you guys and you guys are booked out for a minute. So how can I support myself while I'm like cultivating the superpower? Yeah. So we do have these ritual kits, which we love. We have so many different offerings around human design. Um, but we do recommend starting with your human design chart booklet and this you can get you know digitally or you can get it printed and sent to you or you can get it in a box with ritual kit items um so you know human design chakra crystals and 
kimonos and palo santo and crystal prisms and just a bunch of different things that can help you to um, really implement some of the things that you're going to be learning in that booklet. Um, And they all come with instructions and details on how to use these items in correspondence with your human design. Um, So every box is different because everybody is so insanely different. Um, So that's a really good place to start. Another good place to start is our podcast, um, starting from the beginning, because it gets just deeper and deeper and deeper as you go through. So the podcast is really great for information. And then also we have video readings. So that's also a really good place to start. Like Steffi said, um, you know, we are booked out several months in advance and waiting that long to get this information is not great. It's not helpful because once you find out, I want to know everything I can, like how can I apply this? So um, we have these video reading masterclasses on our website, daylunalife.com. And um, this is where we go through and talk about your daily practice, how you can actually start increasing your magnetism for you and um, living in alignment for you. And then, um, oh my gosh, there's so many things. We have affirmation cards. We have essential oils to help you use your authority. There's so many things you girls offer that are so, so, so useful. And and I love the video courses you just launched because if I just found out my chart and I'm really overwhelmed and I can't book a session with you right away, it's just such a good little like piece of information. You can just play over you to lifetime access, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I can just replay it and um, like over and over again, just like listening to you girls talk about those basics. It makes me really remember my truth and okay, I have to remember that I need to, you know, use my strategy and my authority. So yeah, I love, I love your business. I love everything you girls stand for. And hell yeah, <laughs> like just, yeah, being female <laughs> conscious entrepreneurs, like that's the thing. Yeah. And one thing that I would say is if you do anything, like look up your chart, listen to our podcast on your type and listen to our authorities podcast and then use your authority to decide what you want to do moving forward. Is that watching a video? Is that getting a box? Is that doing your own research online? Is that taking a course somewhere? Um, You know, whatever it is, use your authority and that's going to guide you to divinely what you need to hear for your next up level and expansion. Beautiful. Okay, great. So if you're new to this, head on over and check them out. If you are not new to this and you follow Dana and Shana, which I know a lot of you are, and you guys are like celebrities, I couldn't wait to bring you on because everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're coming on your podcast. They're like so stoked. But let's say you have been on the human design bandwagon for a while. I wanted to play some fun little games. And just listeners know, I did not ask them any of these questions beforehand. So it's going to be on the cuff, which scary for you guys, but you're pro. Love it. Okay. So I wanted to play the most likely game where I'm going to say like, you know, who's most likely to, and I want you to just answer. So you don't necessarily have to stick to just energy types. You can also do like profiles or authorities, just like whatever comes to you. Love it. I'm so excited. Like I'm, I'm just like preparing myself over here. I'm ready. (laughs) And I just, I was like, LOLing thinking of the questions to ask. I was like, Oh, should I, should I not? Um, okay. I'll start easy and then we'll go into the fun ones. Um, who, who are you most likely to go to when, you know, you're going through a breakup and you need some advice? Definitely projector. But I would go to someone who is like a 2-4 or a 4-6, like someone with a 4 in that profile because they have a cozy vibe. Or anyone with an open G-Center. Oh, yeah. Um, 
for sure. Ooh, okay, tons. Okay, so who are you most likely to take with you on a road trip? Manjen. Oh, yeah. Manjin or or Generator. I mean, Generators just are so good to be around. I love being around Generators. So, like, if I got to fill a car, well, I'd fill it with all the five types, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, Manjin or Generator, love that. Okay, so um, who would you ask to plan your bachelorette party, most likely? Um, Shayna, since you're getting married. Yeah, Generator. Generator Projector mix that's a good combo i feel like they one one is fun and then one like see one projector one generator yeah for sure okay who would you want most likely that you'd invite to go with you on a like a meditation or a spiritual retreat oh i would choose i would choose a reflector if i knew one just because i feel like i would learn so much just from like having their energy mirroring back the experience and like amplifying the experience I would choose a manifester um, because you're in this space where they are really prompted to open up if they're not used to informing and they they will initiate the shit out of you. <laughs> like you will have really good spiritual uploads, really big downloads because just them sharing and talking to you in an intimate setting is going to really up level your life. Mm, love that. Okay. So who is most likely to you hand them the aux cord and they're going to have the best playlist? Manjen. Manjen. <laughs> because Manjens are like, when I think of a Manjen, I think of someone doing cartwheels down a hill with like rainbows and like sparks and fireworks flying behind them because their energy energizes you and brings fun and play. And like, they're that person that makes you want to have like an impromptu dance party. So for sure, a Manjen. Love, love, love. Just because I'm a man, Jen. But yeah, but like I actually, <laughs> my playlists are like so random. It's like 90s, 80s. I'm like all over the place. Um, okay, cool. Who's most likely to invent something? Manifestors. Yeah, to invent or projector. Or projectors. Mm, okay, cool. Who um, Who's most likely to do the entire group project? Generators. See, I would think a projector. Yeah, I feel like an out of alignment projector. <laughs> Like a projector not knowing they're a projector thinking they're a man gen. Because <laughs> they're trying to be bossy. Or someone with a one in their profile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the someone with a one in their profile is the investigator. So they want to get their hands on all the data and they want to have it like all organized. As long as they're into what they're doing, then they really like to have that like organization factor. Yeah, definitely not a man gen, not a manifester, maybe a reflector. Yeah, I feel like a reflector would be like, I'll just get everyone from the group and just I'll put your names on it. I'll do it. Yeah, totally. My sister's a reflector and she if she's into the project, she would do it all. Yeah, like she would. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, a few more. Um, who is most likely to forget your birthday? Uh, oh, I want to say manifester. Manifester. Because they are really designed to be in their own world. So they're powerful. They catalyze you with the things they say and do, but they're not really designed to be like thinking about other people. They're really designed to be tuned into their own inner channel. So that's the only reason I say that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously we all have the potential to just, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all of these are like blanket statements. We can totally, totally. I mean, these, they're very basic questions. Yeah. I would also say maybe Manjen because they're moving so quick. They're like, what? It's actually today already. Like what the hell? (laughs) Um, didn't even realize, you know? Okay. Who's most likely to leave the country on a whim? Three fives. Yeah. Three fives for sure. Because they are always on a new adventure, whether they like it or not. And I feel like 
traveling is a really high expression of that. Mm, love it. Who's most likely to get hangry? Mangens. Mangens. They're always hangry. Easy. Food is like, food is like a big theme in a mangens life. Like eating something that's not satisfying to you can really put you in out of alignment. It always puts me in my emotional low wave if something isn't as good as I thought it was for my food experience. My boyfriend gets so mad at me because it's literally breakfast. I'm like, what's for dinner? He's like, what? Can I like go through my day? I'm like, no, <laughs> I need to make the reservation. I need to plan my entire day around what's for dinner. So that's hilarious. And hangry is like a real thing. I think generators can get hangry too because of that sacral energy. Oh my gosh. I think so too, but for sure Mangen's takes the lead. Well, and Dana's husband's a Mangen, and he has a very strong energy, <laughs> and if he is hangry, everybody's upset. <laughs> like, nobody's having a good time because... But he also has the channel for them, which, which is really um, intense. Like, if he is not happy with what he's doing, no nobody's one. happy with anything ever. So it's so important, like... We need to feed Jared. I'm always yeah. concerned about that when we're together. I'm like, Jared, are you hungry? Like, we need to make sure you ate. <laughs> I remember that during Thanksgiving. It's like everyone made sure he gets seconds or third plates. Yeah. And anytime they come to visit, I literally go to the store and like stock up everything. So that way he always has the freedom to cook and make whatever he wants whenever he wants. Okay. Follow Amanda and I totally get it. Um, okay. I think I'm just going to do two more. So who is most likely to be a super night owl? Like, stay up till 2, 3 in the morning. Someone who has indirect lighting as their diet, which PHS is a facet of human design that tells you about your most ideal diet and environment. So kind of these more physical things that nourish your body. And there are people who are designed to eat their biggest meal at night in the dark. And that's also really when they're kind of digesting life, digesting their thoughts, and they're kind of having this night owl energy. That's my, yeah, my boyfriend is indirect light and he'll eat it like literally one in the morning. Wow. Drives me nuts. Um, like, don't bring those crumbs in bed, babe. Um, goddamn. Um, okay. Um, I had one, but I'm not going to ask it, but I'm going to ask another one that's funny. Who's most likely to get wasted at work? Oh, wasted at work. Maybe, okay, hold on. Maybe not wasted. Who's most likely to get a little tipsy while they're working? Yeah, honestly, I think projectors. Ooh. Because if they're in a job that they're having to work a lot, then they're looking for any excuse to take a break. <laughs> and they love connecting with people. They love being able to see people. So being able to see other people's drunk side, that's really always fascinating. Ooh. Or maybe a four in the profile, like wanting to cheers and be around people that are happy. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I really resonate because when I had a nine to five, I was always like, we're having drinks. Like I would be <laughs> down to get drunk um, at work. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of drinks, um, I'm going to have another game. Love it. Because this is so fun. I could do um, games all day. I know. I Next time we're just doing a full podcast on games um, as a man, Jen, that's like literally what I live for and an Aries moon. Okay. So I was on a podcast a little bit ago called Throw It Batch, which is all about Bachelor. And I did the astrology for all the contestants. And they do this amazing thing where they give a drink to the contestants. So I thought it would be fun to pair a cocktail with the types. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so let's just start with projectors. Um, I'll start if you want yeah. me to. I'm going to think about it. I think a projector, and this isn't what like your preference is. This is like what we think a projector would be for a cocktail. As like a metaphor. Totally. I'm thinking something timeless, aged, 
I think it would be like a Manhattan or something really smooth. It's definitely something that doesn't have a lot of punch, like a low, smooth, like you're saying, like, mm, or like an aged red wine or something, or like a Savion Blanc. I was thinking like an aged red wine, because it's also, if you're drinking it, you're kind of in that low, chilling kind of vibe, um, but still like classy. Exactly. Classless. Oh, did I say classless? I meant no, classy. You said timeless and classy. <laughs> classless. If you drink too much, you could totally get classless. I did not mean to say that. I meant classy. I was thinking about like a classy ass drink. Um, yeah, we got you, girl. Okay, Shana, any projector cocktails? No, I agree. I agree. A, a red wine. Okay, cool. Let's how about um, let's talk about generators. What do you think a generator would be? A generator? I feel like a beer. I was going to say a fucking White Claw. Oh. <laughs> oh. Isn't that so generator? That's hilarious. Definitely something that you could drink in the afternoon. Like an afternoon appropriate drink. So like beer, White Claw, something that's like light and refreshing and just kind of goes back easy is generator vibes for me. Okay, cool. It's Friday. I'm like, what time is it? I'm like ready to go. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about reflectors? Oh, reflectors, I would say champagne. Um, Ooh, because okay. it's like this light, ethereal bubbliness that's like the celebration of life. Like, you know, you like pop the champagne and everyone's like, whoa! Like, reflectors just kind of have this like light bubbliness that brings people together. Um, and that reflectors are like super friendly because they don't have any resistance to get along with everyone. Everyone loves popping a bottle of champagne and coming together. Yeah. And reflector self-theme is surprise. I don't think we mentioned that earlier. Um, So being surprised, having that childlike joy and zest. Yeah. Champagne, 100%. That's spot on. And the bubbles. I love it. I was going to say something like a basil mojito. Ooh. Or like something that has like fresh herbs and mint in it because it's like refreshing. Yes. And it has like pieces of the earth. So I'm like herby. And if we're going with the theme of surprise, I'm like whatever the cocktail of the day is, like, you know, whatever they're, they're going with. But I feel like it would be like a refreshing summer drink. Yeah. I love that cocktail of the day. They're the special. Okay. What do, who else we haven't done? Um, manifestors. What are we thinking for manifestors? Instantly for manifestors, I thought of a Bloody Mary because it's like super powerful, but like there's like this spice and this like strength to it that you're like, oh, bow down to the Bloody Mary. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I was thinking like spicy marg or like something that's like muddled and like it, spice. Has a little bit of spice in there, but it's like amazing and everybody loves it. Yeah, I think Bloody Mary... If- for sure. Bloody Mary is a good one. Ooh, okay. Last, and did I go through all of them? Okay, Mangen. Mangen's instantly, I want to say, like, a sex on the beach or, like, a fizzy, like, grapefruit tonic, like, in your face fun kind of thing. Oh, Dana's dog is feeling that fizzy tonic. <laughs> I was going to say for a Mangen, I was going to say, like, a shot of Jaeger chased with a white claw, then mixed with a tequila on the rocks or something, like, all over the place. Oh my god, yes. And Shada Jaeger is like, you are unpredictable. We could have fun. We could cry. We don't know. Yeah. We could dance on the tabletops. Totally. Or like a fireball shot. <laughs> totally fireball. Not Jaeger. Yeah. That's perfect for a man gen. Or a man gen is just a cocktail that you drink blindfolded and you don't know what it is until you're taste testing it. And then like, <laughs> because you don't know, you're like, I don't know what flavor this is. 
that's a mansion. That's perfect. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we're gonna have to like experiment and do field research on this. I love how mansions is a whole experience. Experience. Um, yeah. But I now this is making me literally want to have a party where we just have tables full of all their different drinks. I'm into this vibe. I know. I was I was just saying it would be really fun to have a party with every single one of the types and just like see what they gravitate towards and even maybe like food items and things like that and see we should do field research. Like I totally feel this. Maybe we'll do a course on choosing your um alcohol beverage with your type. <laughs> Love it. Just kidding. You got to be over 21. Um okay, let's reel it in. Um I'm going to end it. I had a few listeners, like I said, you guys are local celebs. I have a few listeners that hit me up on Instagram and wanted to ask you. Amanda asked, do you have any good tips on deconditioning? Oh yeah, we've got a lot. Um, (laughs) So we have a whole deconditioning podcast episode, which we recommend checking out. Um, But deconditioning always starts with awareness. And the more awareness you can have of your true self, the more you're going to realize, oh, this thing that I'm feeling or holding on to or doing is not my my true self. And honestly, that awareness can decondition the fastest. Um, So I recommend getting to know your human design chart, Um, you know, getting a reading or or booking a, a session or a video or whatever, because the more that you know about yourself, the easier it's going to be for you to just quickly decondition. Because a lot of times when we hear deconditioning, we think that's going to take forever. It's going to take so many years. And it really doesn't have to be like that. It can be quick. Um, And obviously there's so many modalities that can help you decondition like breath work and, you know, um, somatics and childhood trauma and shadow work and all of these different things that are out there. But um, the the most powerful tool is your own awareness. Um, And those are just some modalities to help you hone that awareness. And I just wanted to say deconditioning is letting go of who you're not and clearing everything that you're not and coming back home to who you are. So some like rituals that we love, um, we made an essential oil blend for deconditioning and it has really powerful essential oils like frankincense and myrrh, these, these plant medicines that are here to kind of help us create that space and just kind of release all of the things that we've picked up throughout the day and come back home to that center. So we really like using essential oils and then also things like saging and Palo Santo, amazing tools for just releasing all those things that you're not in a really kind of quick little ritual. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, ladies, for all of your information and your knowledge, your wisdom. I love having projectors in my life, but especially you two. You're just the lights of my life. And just thank you for everything you do for me as friends, as literally, I was going to say colleagues, I mean, just kind of. <laughs> we are. Um, <laughs> just, just in general, like, thank you. I see you. I love you. And I appreciate you. Same. We are honored to just be on this journey with you. And obviously, we're just constantly growing and and changing and evolving. So I'm just so grateful for you as well. And, and so excited. You're literally going to be in my wedding in like six months. I know. It's just so cool too. And we'll talk about this a whole other time, but like the types you gravitate towards, if they're like different types than you, or if they're the same types and just how you guys can use each other's gifts and strengths to like really, really elevate your life. I just love that. And hell yeah, excited for your wedding. <laughs> yes. And you, Manjun goddess, just bringing the fun, the laughter, the joy, the inspiration, that fresh energy into our lives. Like, 
we're so grateful for the medicine that you are sharing with us in every day and that you're sharing with your clients. Like all the people who listen to you on our podcast, they're like, I just love when Steffi's on. I feel so energized by just her love and her vibrancy. And we're like, same. So we're super excited to be here. So true. And then there's some people who are like, I listen to you guys as I go to sleep. Like when it's just you and me, Dana. Just projectors. You guys put us to sleep. When Steffi's on, we wake up. It's like, well, there you go. Oh my gosh, that's so not true. But I but you just have very soothing auras and voices. Even this whole time, I think listeners can tell my energy levels versus yours are very calm versus my crackhead energy. Um, <laughs> I own it, though. Um, okay, great. So where can people find you? Yeah, so you can go to daylunalife.com. That's our website. That's where you can find all of our offerings. You can also check out our Instagram, which is at dayluna. And then um, you can email us, which is hello at daylunalife.com. So everything's there. And oh, and our podcast, Avi, is um, the Dayluna Human Design Podcast. And it's obviously everywhere that you can listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this one. And you might hear a familiar voice because I've been on the podcast a few times, which has been such a joy and an honor. Um, And then you guys know how to find me on the gram. Hit me up. Let me know what you think of this podcast episode. Um, It's at spirit underscore sis. You can find me on my website, spiritsis.com, which Shayna, the projector, made for me right when I started my business. Hell yeah. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, girls. Uh, Can't wait to hug you in person. And everyone else, hope you enjoyed. Feel the vibes. Grab a cocktail. Enjoy. Get your human design up. And we'll talk soon. Love and light. 